Today on our 10K Saturday, we have Carol Stein, world traveler, composer, jazz musician, and resident entertainer at Epcot's Rose and Crown. And make sure you stick around to the end because she features a special track from her album, The Piano Lady. Enjoy. And now it's 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. Welcome to 10K Saturday. Oh, Carol's watching me with my really professional podcast face on. <laughs> this is the weekly little bonus episode that you get, which is a conversation with someone that we love about their 10K5. If you're looking for our full episodes, those drop on Wednesdays. Don't miss those. And don't forget that we have our Stockholm recap video up on YouTube and also as a 10K Saturday. But for today, we are here with Carol Stein. Hi, Carol. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we're talking to the piano lady herself, first of all. Yes. Uh, photos of my family and artwork from around the world. Do you collect artwork when you travel? That's pretty much what I've done. When every country I go to, I try to p- get a piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. And now that I have almost no wall space left, I'm <laughs> trying to do a piece of jewelry instead. But oh. I tend to get a piece of artwork that also has to do with music of their culture in that country. That's really beautiful. (laughs) And it's fun searching for Mm -hmm. that too. I think that when you have a project to look for, it makes you go to stores or it makes you find markets that you never would have gone to before. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You've been so lucky to travel so many places. And I think some of it is for pleasure and some of it is because you've been making music around the world. So I've been a pianist since I'm four years old and it's, I don't remember ever not playing the piano. And as you grow older, when you go to junior high and high school, well, you can't do the marching band with a piano. (laughs) So I ended up doing bassoon with the concert orchestra and saxophone with the marching band. Uh So uh, an opening came up. They were doing these uh, America's Youth in Concert. We went to the Kennedy Center for our first concert and Carnegie Hall. And then we left and we went to Europe. And I was 16. And I was just, I said, I'm going to come live here someday. And of course, I did. Oh, that's so great. Um, right now, you are primarily seen at the Rose and Crown Pub. It's the British Pub mm-hmm. over at the UK Pavilion in Epcot at Walt Disney World. Well, when I first started there, um, I was the hat lady. Yeah, I remember And that, that was created by one of the, the um, show directors called uh, Mr. Forrest Baruth. And he created this hat lady. And it was a flamboyant American woman who travels around the world who plays piano and sings. Uh-huh. Boy, that was a stretch. I was about to say. <laughs> so it was, it was sort of me on a little bit of steroids. It was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more. And, and I ended up taking the hat lady and turning her into my concept of what they wanted and mixing with my improv experience from working at the Comedy Warehouse. Which is where we met. Where we met because Chris Oyen, of course, who was our godfather of, yes. of uh, that, I got to learn from him this concept of improv and I kind of combined that with my pub music and the skills of which I was doing. So I got to personalize all my sets towards each person in the audience. That's so great. And it turned into my little pub and my little... And then, then they changed me into just Carol Stein, the pub musician, instead of the hat lady. So now I'm just me doing what I do. I love that, though. <laughs> you do this amazing genre-mashing thing where you would have people in the audience ask for a a classical composer and then a popular composer, and then you would suddenly create a song that had both of those genres in it. So how did that start? And do you (laughs) think, this is a weird question, but 
why does your brain work that way? Like, what's going on in there? When I was younger, I used to take, uh, when I was studying classical, I love jazz. I fell in love with jazz, uh -huh. which I love performing with you. I love when Aww. you sing jazz. I love it so much. Oh, it's a love fest. But <laughs> I used to, when I was studying uh, uh, with Catherine Carlo, she was the pianist with the Florida Symphony, and I was studying with her at Rollins. And if there was a classical passage that I wasn't really quite getting, I would turn it into a swing and a bebop, and, and, and I would take classical and turn it into jazz. And then I started saying, oh, gosh, and I would take songs of that time, whether it was the Carpenters or the sure. Beatles or whatever it was, and say, well, what if Beethoven wrote that? And I would do that, which is something I used to do. Sure. And, of course, Catherine Carlo was not happy if I would take uh, Beethoven concerto <laughs> and turn it into a jazz swing. And she'd look at me with her eyes rolling and say, no, absolutely not. But I love to do it. And so we were trying to think of um, a way for me to have openers at the comedy warehouse other than the ones they had and I said how about if I get a Disney song from the audience and then I'll get different composers and we'll do that and they said we'll try it and it kind of became my thing so I, I still do that even in the pub I'll take a um, like we'll be singing a song that everyone knows and then I'll say hey what's the name of a classical composer the other day I was so happy that somebody yelled out Franz Liszt Oh, and it was ooh. so exciting. So I got to play, play. supercalifragilistic in the style of Franz Liszt. Oh and it was gosh. great. And I want you to play for, the, for me later because I really <laughs> want to hear what that sounds like. So anytime I do my cabarets or anything, it's, it's kind of, I call it Carol's Corner. And I'll get a suggestion of a song from the audience mm -hmm. so that they know it's not something that I've practiced. It's going to be improv on the spot. And then I get two other audience members to get two totally different composers such as an early composer like Mozart, Beethoven, something, and then a more modern composer, anywhere from Gershwin to Lady Gaga or whatever. Okay. <laughs> you keeping up with those, Carol? Well, <laughs> you yeah. try, you do the best, but then you go research it afterwards so that the next time you'll be more uh, true. Right. And that's learning. I have a weird question for okay. you. If you didn't have piano, what would you like to be known for? Philanthropy and giving to others that perhaps we're not as fortunate in any way, whether That's it's great. whether it's uh, financial or health or education, just to be able to give back. That's all. I love that. You do a lot of benefits, so I think that you do that as, as much as you can. I do. I've been so blessed. I was raised just typical middle class like everybody, or you know, maybe lower to middle class, where, actually. Where did you grow up? I was born in Florida. Oh, I didn't know that. I was born here. Oh, great. And I lived here in Orlando before Disney, BD, before Disney. Oh. Lyman High School. Right here. <laughs> but I was um, blessed to be born into a family filled with education as mm -hmm. an important entity, and most of all, love and encouragement. No matter what, they encouraged me to do whatever it was I wanted to do. And I had someone who believed in me. So anything I've done in life, whether it's music, whether it's my dental aspect, my dental hygiene field. Because you were an oral hygienist. A dental a hygienist I was. Yes. I did. <laughs> Went to University of Florida, got my master's in dental science. But um, no matter what I wanted to do, somebody loved me and believed in me. Everybody doesn't have that. And my parents started me that early. When I was in elementary school, my mother worked with Head Start program. And she said, we have food on the table. Some people do not. And you need to come help in the mornings to give food to breakfast to those who do not have it. And I was in second grade. And she had me going to Head Start before school mm. to help give food to children who did not have food. So I learned at a very young age, even though I wasn't a, an heiress and a millionaire, that I was 
very rich in love. And I had a roof over my head and I had food. And I had someone to encourage me to do what I wanted to do. And everyone does not have that. So if I can either give someone the encouragement or inspire anyone to do something they want to do and no one else has given them the encouragement to do it, that's what I want to be known for. I'm going to ask you the 10K5, that's what we call it, the, the five questions that we ask every, every guest. So the first one is, what's something that you're obsessed with right now? Well, my whole life I've been obsessed with music. I can't, I can't yeah. help that. And each phase of your life, you focus on different things, whether it's practicing, because mm. that's what you want to do, or then getting an education, getting your degree, that's what you want to do. Or then I started living in Europe and traveling. I'm obsessed with traveling. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot deny it. It's what I love. <laughs> I'm leaving Friday for Budapest. It's what I do. I love. However, I have to admit, at this point in my life, at this particular age, of which we probably are not going to say on this podcast, <laughs> I'm obsessed with appreciating every single day with my husband, Lee. He has brought such a glow of love to my life that I never really believed ever could exist. When you're a little kid and you dream about sharing your life with someone and traveling the world and, and having your aspirations and and facing challenges with someone who believes in you and you believe and who you love who loves you. It took me a long time. I was in my 50s and I found Lee and he found me. And I have to say I'm obsessed with appreciating every day of my life with Lee. I love that. That has to be my true obsession. I love music. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. But I love doing it with Lee in my life. And you know, you mentioned finding Lee in your 50s. Yeah. And I think that there are probably some people who are listening to this that find that really hopeful and hope-filled because the story just keeps going. It's, you know, every day is a gift. I was very, very fortunate. I moved to Europe in my 20s. Uh-huh. And I traveled the world all in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. And then Disney brought me home. And I just am really, really fortunate to have had so many experiences because of my music mm-hmm. and of my dental, my dental hygiene is what brought me to Switzerland in the first place. So I'm glad I went to, uh, to University of Florida at Palm Beach and then University of Florida to get my dental hygiene degree because I went to Switzerland as a dental hygienist. I didn't know that. I did. I was. I was. uh, I went over there. I was going to go to dental school. I got my master's. I was going to go to dental school, and one of my roommates from dental hygiene. There were a lot of dental hygienists in the seventies and eighties who went to Europe. Uh They never had hygienists before, and they brought them in from America. So I went over there to visit one of my roommates, and I was offered a job. And there were three hundred American dental hygienists living in Switzerland, and I ended up going. I love that. And we ended up. It was an amazing experience being with these dental hygienists. Every weekend we'd go skiing, we'd take ski lessons. I never skied, I'm from Florida. We don't have mountains, we don't have snow. So I was on a train one day going somewhere and I saw this little girl. She had her skis up top, she was knitting and speaking perfect German. And I said, there's a five-year-old who skis better than I do, speaks better than I do, and knits. So I made it my goal. I learned to ski, I learned to knit, and I learned to speak German. And I loved what I did, but I was playing music in a jazz club one night and one of the Swiss people who watch for people who are foreigners came up to me and said, you're not allowed to have two jobs. You're a foreigner. Your permit is as a dental hygienist. You may not do this. Uh-oh. And a music agent came up to me and said, I will book you as a musician 
for at least two years advance all over Europe, if you would like. And I did that for the next gazillions of years until Disney brought me home. Oh, my God. And that's how I got to Europe. I just loved it. And I was very, very, very happy. So, yeah, dental hygiene is what got me there. And then my music, of course, is my passion. And Lee. And Lee! <laughs> <laughs> next question. What is something that's on your wish list? I would love to perform at the Dr. Phillips Center here in Orlando uh -huh. with the fabulous Orlando Philharmonic. <gasps> okay. I would love to do a diva concert uh -huh. performing as the pianist and singer with my amazing, amazing talented friends that are here. That is one of my wishes. And I would like to take that same concert uh -huh. back to Carnegie Hall <gasps> and as an adult perform a diva concert in Carnegie Hall. <laughs> what is a diva concert? So a diva concert to me consists of at least three, perhaps four, max, that you would have the opportunity that they each do a solo, they each do a ballad, they each do an up-tempo, then they do duets, and then you end each set with all the divas in one song <laughs> doing what they do best. I cannot tell you the feeling. We had a diva concert about a week and a half ago as a benefit, uh -huh. and it was one of those evenings that I just cherish because these are people who I respect and admire as musicians. Mm -hmm. Their instrument happens to be their voice. Mm -hmm. And then the jazz band, which many of them have been in a jazz band that I performed in for over 25 years, performed with these divas. And they each got to do what they do best. And it was a listening audience that just appreciated every note of every talented diva that was on that stage. But then, to bring these divas together in a song, it's nuclear. It is such an emotional <laughs> high. Yes. Carol, I think that's doable. I'm hoping. No, that's totally doable. First <laughs> of all, you know people at the Orlando Phil. Secondly, you have a name in Central Florida. And third, we know people that work at the Dr. Phillips Center. If you had an extra $10,000 right now, what would you do with it? I would fly to Switzerland. Uh-huh and meet with my friends who I love, that uh, the dental hygienists that are still there, uh -huh. and the Stolls. I have these friends, the Stoll family, Barbara okay. and Kurt Stoll, and I would like to treat them and be together with them in a chalet <laughs> in Switzerland and have a just loving friendship meal in the middle of Switzerland. That I think sounds great. That's what I would do. Yeah, money well spent. Yeah. That sounds great. I, I wish everyone could see the smile on Carol's <laughs> face as she thought about that and really pictured the chalet with her friends and there's probably a cozy fire happening. And um, Okay, so even though you just paid for other people with your $10,000. Oh, no, 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 that's okay we get, because I think that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, if you had $10,000 to give away right now, how would you give it away? I want to say I would give it for research and health, because that's number one. If you don't have your health, you can't do anything. But if I was honest, I'd say I'd give it to someone to give the opportunity to learn music so they can give more happiness with music. That's great. <laughs> that's great. It's a gift that keeps on giving. I just, I can't even begin to express how much music has brought so much to my life personally. The opportunities to travel, mm -hmm. the friendships that I have, like you, but for really, it's yeah. very, very serious. Music 
a world without music is unthinkable to me. And, and music creates harmony. The world is filled with so many challenges, and that's one bond. I was in Russia one time, and I don't speak Russian, mm-hmm. but there was a jazz club I went to, and somebody told them I'm, I'm a jazz pianist. We could not speak to each other. They didn't speak English. I did not speak Russian. But the guy said, Blue Bossa, which was oh. the name of a jazz tune. And I said, Blue Bossa. Got it. And we played. Music can bring people together in a way that very few other entities can. Is there a song that instantly makes you smile? Oh, that's a great question. There's a, it's, it's, it's a very silly song. That's okay. It's a wonderful song. It's a New Orleans song, and uh, Satchmo did it. Um, it's called Shine. Oh, yeah. Shine, shine away your blueses. That makes me smile. I love it. And anytime I've played that, I actually played that with a, with a jazz band in Europe of, made of Hungarian and Czech musicians playing American Dixieland jazz in a German music fest. Oh. I know, I know. But. Melting pot. <laughs> I would say that. I would say the song Shine. It just makes me happy. It it just does. Yeah. Is there a song you turn to when you're sad? That you that you you know that feeling when you kind of yes. just want to let yourself feel sad. You don't want anyone to cheer you up and you just want to wall just let me wallow a little bit. What's that song for you? Smile though your heart is aching. <laughs> My parents would always know what kind of a mood I was in when I was a young girl. If I had a great day at school or if, if I didn't, by how I practiced and what I played. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if, if there's a song that if I was by myself and I was having challenges, which we all do, I would play that because no matter what, if you finally are able to get a smile on your face, it'll help you get out of whatever funk you're in. What makes you happy today? They always say, getting up in the morning, it's a good day. You know, we had these horrendous, horrendous thunderstorms today. They were scary. We had tornado warnings. We had green, black skies. And you know what? Just like in life, they went away. And the sun is shining. And it's it's just life. It is. Getting up in the morning, it's a gift. And we're all given challenges. Every one of us. I might have a smile on my face every day because I choose to live that way. But it doesn't mean we don't have challenges and we're not struggling. Everybody has their own struggles. And fortunate for me, I have my piano and my music where I can cry with, I can do whatever I want with to try to help me get through those times. And if you get up in the morning and you say, I'm going to have a great day, it helps. It doesn't mean you're going to. It means you're, you might have not that best of a day. But it's the best way to start I'm so happy we sat down and talked. <laughs> it's my mom and dad. Betty and Danny Stein. They're the ones. Oh, Betty and Danny. Betty and Danny. Oh, Everybody I love Betty and Danny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. In every audience that we ever did a show with, Betty and Danny were there First smiling row, up. Smiling ear to ear. Yeah. They would walk into a room and it would light up. Yeah. You know what? You do that for so many guests every single day. Thank you. You really do. Thanks. Yeah. Guys, if you go to Epcot and you are lucky enough to bring your family there or go as a guest, uh, stop into the Rose and Crown, and Carol will be there. How many days a week are you there? Five days a week. Fridays and Saturdays off. That's right, because she's got seniority. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
I'm the only one. I have seniority over myself. I'm the only one. Uh, go see Carol. Say hi. Please don't ask her to sing Smile. But maybe ask her to sing Shine. Yeah. And I'll put a smile on her face. And um, tell her we sent you. This was a beautiful conversation. Thanks, Thank Carol. you so much. Thank you for including me in this awesome concept of yours. Yeah. I love that you're doing this. I do, too. You're an amazing woman. You're a talented soul with music and, and piano, but what a great concept. I'm so, and you also have an MBA, too. You're, <laughs> you're like one of these amazing women. She's a businesswoman. She's a talented woman. And everybody loves you, and thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, guys, we're going to head out. Carol, say bye. Bye. That was 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. And don't forget, with friends like us, who needs amenities? <laughs>